This is Beth Butler, and thank you for listening to From the Ground Up, where we chat with people in and around the real estate industry. I have been in the real estate business for 35 years, and much of my experience has been about building the business from the ground up. And I'm pleased to share some of the people who I've met along the way and who have helped me build in this podcast. Today on From the Ground Up podcast, we welcome Nick Taylor. Nick is the Vice President of Growth at Modus, a title and escrow company reimagining the future of home closing and was recently acquired by Compass in October of 2020. Nick has been working in real estate since 2004 and has been a sales and marketing executive with stints at John L. Scott Real Estate, which is a Real Trends Top 20 brokerage, and the Zillow Group before joining Modus in 2019. He is a featured speaker at Inman Connect and is passionate about real estate innovation and empowering real estate professionals with technology to help them excel with clients. So, Nick, you started out at John L. Scott Real Estate as a PR coordinator and marketing manager. What led you to get into real estate? I, I studied my undergraduate degree was in public relations and advertising and marketing. So it was, it was a natural uh, you know, destination to find a job doing that. But I actually spent a period of time at an advertising agency in Seattle, one of the larger ad firms. And, you know, it, it dawned on me that working for these big Fortune 500 companies was fantastic, but I really valued supporting local businesses. And so when the opportunity to kind of be uh, at John Scott right before it was 2003, you know, 2004, it was just right when things were starting to take off uh, pre-recession. It was just a great opportunity of marrying uh, an industry that I always loved in real estate with helping local business entrepreneurs uh, and, uh, and applying something that I studied uh, in, in, for my undergrad. What did you think about the real estate space? Yeah, it was, it was overwhelming at first, right? It's, <laughs> there's so many uh, aspects. It's no wonder why the industry uh, continues to see the use of a full service practitioner just continue to be more and more of the, 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 you know, they're using more and more full service practitioners than ever before, according to NER. And you can, you can see why, I mean, there's just so many facets of real estate and whether it's, you know, getting a loan, whether it's, you know, picking a title company to close or an escrow company to close, whether it's, you know, like the process of actually searching for properties, you know, it, it's so um, almost overwhelming that, what I quickly learned about real estate was the role of a, of a full service agent, boy, there's just like almost, you know, they're almost, there's almost very little other professions that are as significant, maybe, you know, being a doctor, right. But they're so significant because these people, they're making the biggest financial decision of, of their life and having some, having bad guidance or having bad support during that process can be detrimental. So I was really just kind of first blown away by how much there was to learn. Uh, but then I was really just, I fell in love with the the idea of what uh, being a full service agent meant. Yeah, well, John L. Scott, just for our listeners out there who might not know, is a large regional, you know, Pacific Northwest 
independent real estate brokerage. I think they are, right? They're still independent, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I still still have a few friends over there, and they're 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 definitely they're in the top twenty four real trends um, uh, as an independent brokerage. And have a great reputation for marketing, and um, also being very innovative in the real estate um, technology and marketing space. So I guess you were a part of that when you were there. So it was a great company, but then you went to Zillow. Talk about your experience there. Yeah. So Zillow was uh, another great business to be a part of. It was early on. I joined uh, at the end of 2009, and you know, at the time I was employee, you know, probably 100. We were very small. Uh, we were trying to figure out how to get the premier agent business off the ground. So when I joined, we actually had not yet launched the premier agent business, which is now, you know, the, the business everybody knows generates leads for real estate professionals. And it was a, a fast, it was a fun, fascinating, and informative experience because I, I not only got to be involved in a lot of important projects to help drive the growth of the company, but I got to spend time with a lot of people that were really intelligent, very bright, thinking about how to make the lives of agents better. And so participating and spending time with people that stretched me and got me thinking differently about how to help real estate professionals was, it was, it was a blast. And, you know, I think finally I, I kind of expanded my network from knowing a lot of great professionals in Seattle to, you know, having the fortune of calling, you know, some of the top teams and some of the top team leaders in the country friends. And that was, uh, that was a fun experience to be a part of. Yeah, I didn't realize, wow, you were really early on. So, my gosh, the company has really grown since then. And, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's always amazing to be involved in one of these tech startups, if you want to call it, in, in the early days because you learn so much, I think, right? Absolutely. You, you kind of are, you know, put in a position to, you, you, if it's meant to be, it's up to me, Right. Like a lot of newer companies are looking for individuals that have an ambitious spirit, a team first mindset. And if you, if you kind of bring that to the equation and you're a great problem solver, then there's really just so many doors to, to open where you get experience and you kind of expand your skill set. That, uh, that Zillow was that for me. It was a real, you know, it was a pivotal moment in my career and, and I got a lot of great opportunities out of it. I really reflect on it, um, you know, fondly. Okay, so you were PR and marketing at John L. Scott. Then you went yeah. into the development of Premier Agent at Zillow. So mm -hmm. now you've done you've done leads, you've done marketing, you've done PR. You've seen the whole real estate side. Yeah. What led you to start Modus? Yeah, it's a great question. So in 2018, I was uh, responsible for driving this this growth of this Premier Agent business, and one of the projects that I was leading was a project called Flex. And it, it was the first swing at our attempt at the time to start charging referral fees to agents for leads. And through that project, I really started to get closer to title and escrow. And it was through that experience I realized, wow, there's just a ton of runway here to bring the, 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 the transaction to the 21st century. And so that, that really was a a seed that was planted in my brain back in mid 2018. And then at the end of the year, I, I got, you know, kind of uh, introduced to these really interesting, intelligent guys that were wanting to crack the same code, right? They had started a company called Modus a year prior in Seattle Metro. They were backed by uh, truly a founder, Pete Flint, who I, I had known from my time at Zillow. 
And the more I spent with this team, I just realized this was the group that was really thinking differently about how to innovate on the transaction and bring title and escrow to the 21st century. So what led me to Modus was curiosity in how to bring title and escrow better, how to bring the service and experience better. And then just fortuitously meeting these people that were trying to solve that problem. It sounds like it was a sign. <laughs> it was. It definitely right. was. Well, right? Or, or projection. I don't know. Depending on which side of that coin <laughs> you want to look at. But uh, but yeah, it, it, it seems that. So you did start Modus. And I talked a little bit about what Modus was in the introduction. But technology, is it is considered a prop tech company. So talk, walk us through the Modus tech. Yeah. So what separates Modus from you know, the, the typical run-of-the-mill title company is that we have a platform. Now, yes, we have amazing closers. We have amazing uh, people on the title, the escrow, the attorney side supporting clients. But what binds us all together is technology that makes our lives easier, right? And at Modus, we've built a platform that allows our closers to provide real-time updates to clients about where they're at in the transaction, Um, allow the buyer to submit their earnest money deposit similar to Venmo, um, schedule uh, e-notaries for a client to sign digitally from the computer in the safety of their own home right now, right? Uh, and, and so the list goes on. There's just a lot of technology that we've built in that platform that allows the closer to work more securely in an era where wire fraud is becoming more and more rampant. Knock on wood, we've yet to have that happen to us. Um, it allows the, the client to have more transparency as they're going through the closing process. And, and it empowers the agent with just more tools that help their transaction get closed faster, uh, you know, more error-free, right? Less errors in the closing process. And just with a, 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 a service that, that that customer has come to expect from the agent when they were looking at properties, um, and that, that technology is really what is powering our growth, is bringing title and escrow to, you know, the 21st century. So from the consumer standpoint, so what do they do? If I, if I want to do a modus closing, um, I download the app. I mean, how does that, what does the consumer experience look like? Yeah. So once a client is under contract with modus, within the first uh, half a day, they're being contacted by our, our uh, customer care team. And that customer care team is explained to them their options for, of course, getting earnest money funds, explain to them what's going to happen now that they're under contract. But uh, they're also giving them their credentials and their, their access to get into the platform. And uh, we provide clients with a complimentary 15-minute, 10 to 15-minute tutorial of the platform and just get them comfortable with the tech. Um, of course, if they don't want to use it, they don't have to. Right. If you have a client that just wants to do it the old school way, no problem. But we want to make available technology to those clients that are looking for a more digital experience. So I download the app. I say I want to do a closing and and I start uploading my documentation. Is that is that kind of what it what it looks like? You can. You can upload your documents to the platform. Um, You can even choose to submit your earnest money through our digital earnest money deposit tool. So if you're on the buy side, of course. That's great. And then I guess I can track once I once it's going and in that time between contract and close, I can 
there's, uh, I guess, updates of what's going on with my closing, like the title work's done, the survey yeah. is done, whatever whatever the steps are in the back end of the transaction? Yeah, correct. So uh, every task, there's, believe it or not, there's 186 tasks to close a home, typically. And every I, single task. I, I, is, I live that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's, you know, it's daunting, but like, you know, that's also for some people, they want to know exactly what's going on. I mean, if you can see where your pizza's at in terms of getting delivered to your house, you should be able to see where your purchase or sale is at in terms of completing the transaction. So we, we provide that guidance and that visibility along the way. Yeah. I, I mean, I, like, I just think about, you know, the, the time I've spent sitting on hold, you know, waiting for a closer to answer and yeah. they've gone to lunch and that, you know, I mean, it's just, especially about this time of year, we were talking about that before we started recording, just this crush to get things done by the end of the year. And of course, real estate closings are way up there, right? A lot of people, especially in Florida, want to close before the end of the year so they can get their homestead exemption. And so it's always kind of a crazy time to, to crush and get things closed before the end of the year. So I can certainly see where this could certainly alleviate a lot of the frustration a client would have in trying to get updates, right? Not that their broker can't give them to them, but I mean, even as a broker, I'm calling, I'm trying to get the closing agent on the phone, I'm sending an email, it's not being answered. So to have that instant access to see exactly how things are going, I would think is a great customer service benefit. It's also makes things continue to move along. So you don't have surprises, I guess, you know, you know, our director of sales, Jeff Polishuk here in Florida, he was just, he's it's the first time when the first time he's had a real estate closing and it was yesterday. And he was like, I just can't believe, you know, how ridiculous this is. Like we've known we've been closing for 60 days. How is it that these things weren't, you know, so, so that frustration that if you're in this business, you hear over and over and over again, I feel like just being able to look at my app, an app on a phone and see where things are can avoid a lot of those last minute snafus. Well, and you're right. And I think that it's, it is unfortunate that that's the experience for most buyers and sellers. You know, we are very similar to compass because we think a lot about the agent and what, you know, kind of for me, gets me kind of sad is when I think about being on hold for 15 minutes for closing to see where you're at, we'll compound that by 20 transactions a year. And now all of a sudden your 15 minutes per transaction is compounded to, you know, five hours of lost time. Well, if you had half a day back to focus on working with your clients, supporting your clients, being there for them, what, what does that do to your bottom line? I was thinking about the consumer point of view, but yeah, absolutely. From the yeah. agent's point of view, it's nice. I mean, you know, going back to, you know, the stone ages, when I used to sell real estate, one of the things I used to do when we had a property go under contract is I would do like a closing sheet, right? Like here's all the important <laughs> dates. Here's when your deposits due. Here's yeah. when the inspection period is over. Here's when your financing period is due, you know, because dates are important in contracts. And I think people, you know, get, they get excited when they're purchasing and then they back up a little bit after, you know, their their regular life takes over while they're going from contract to close and some of those dates slip by. So having a piece of paper in those days you could put on your refrigerator or on your desk to keep you aware of what was going on. So, and it did make things go much smoother. So this is the much more modern version of that. But yes, from it, I also did it selfishly so that, 
I could be on top of things and I could also keep my clients on top of things. So it's, it works. I think it works as well for the agent as it does for the consumer. Now you've mentioned it a couple of times. I would like to, to talk about the deposit, the escrow portion. Yeah. So it works like Venmo. It does. But before I actually answer that, I do want to tell you, Beth, we provide what we call a transactional review complimentary within the first 24 hours of every transaction. So what you were just describing that you built on your own, we provide complimentary for both agents in the transaction within the first day. So, um, you know, just another like little example of how we're trying to think about and making it easier for agents and their clients. Um, but you know, uh, there's so many aspects that I kind of geek out on this stuff. So I have to kind of find which things to talk about. <laughs> I, I have to laugh because you were saying that because, you know, I, I bet you don't develop, you didn't develop your transactions uh, summary sheet on a typewriter like I did. <laughs> <laughs> Just you to never tell you know. how far things have come, how far, how far things have come, right? <laughs> It, yeah, it, yeah. It, whatever it's great it, it's but it's but it's super exciting and yeah, yeah i think that is and you are already i mean let me just go ahead and 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 get to that you are you are licensed currently in the state of washington the state of florida correct correct yes a lot of my audience is is in florida it's good to know so that so that they can do that so now do you would would you mind talking a little bit about the deposit and escrow service yeah. just for a second because that is Absolutely. that is you know, somebody asked me for to write a check these days, and I think, oh my gosh, come on, how am I going to do that? I don't even know that I have a check. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one in that category. So, I love this idea. So, tell me how that works. Well, so there were there were two motivations for the digital earnest money deposit tool, which we call digital EMD. Uh, digital EMD, the two motivations were one convenience, right? I can right now Venmo money to a friend if we shared a lunch, right? And, uh, and it's also kind of an inconvenience to have to pull out your checkbook and write a check. And it's inconvenient for an agent to have to go pick up that check. So part of the motivation was convenience. The other part of it was security. What we kind of discovered pretty quickly was there's this silent growing threat in real estate of wire fraud. And nobody's really talking about it. Um, we have encrypted emails that title companies offer. And, you know, when I say we, I mean the, the community of title companies the, the, the solutions really haven't intercepted the threat and resolved it. And that's what we tried to solve with digital EMD was, okay, imagine if you never have to send wiring instructions. Imagine if you never have to ask the client to write a check, how much more time does everybody get back? And, and how much more secure is the transaction? Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the motivation behind it. And the, it's a fantastic tool. We use the same two companies that Venmo uses. One is called Plaid. The other is called Dewalla. Both those two companies power Venmo. Um, we went and met with those companies about three years ago. And we said, hey, we want to be the first in the industry to eliminate the risk of wire fraud for an earnest money deposit. And that was the journey we started. And they've been great partners helping us launch this tool. So now... When a customer, a buyer, is under contract, they will log into the platform and they can select which option they want. Wiring instructions are cleanly, easily accessed in the platform, not through email. <laughs> and then they can, if they want to do the digital EMD option, they can select that in the platform and they can wire the funds directly to their closer. We accept up to $50,000 for uh, uh, funds right now through the digital EMD tool. 
Uh, and we're working with Plaid and Douala to expand that cap up to $100,000 by the middle of 2021. And is that in total or it's over a period of time? That's uh, that's in, in one deposit. So, okay. So, so, so if yeah. you today, if you wanted to do a hundred thousand dollar deposit, you could structure it in two fifty thousand dollar deposits. That's correct. Okay. Okay, it's good to know when you're writing that contract if you if you want to be able to do it. So that's important. So thank you for going into that, and I really I think that's again that's so disruptive and modern and contemporary and on the edge of technology. I think it's just a great service that you offer. So when I first thought about, heard about MODIS and, and first talked to you, you know, of course, this idea that's been floating around in the industry now for a while, this whole digital closing, you know, how close are we on that? And what do you think that could look like? Yeah. I mean, I, it depends on which side of the transaction you're representing. I, I think the digital closing is here if you're a seller or a cash buyer. Um, you know, I say that because today, um, I'll give you a good example. Opening packets of Modus, they're all done digitally. Like you don't have to print off a PDF and do a wet signature and scan it back. You do it from the platform, right? Uh, any documents that you need to submit, you can upload to the platform. And then, you know, with, you know, remote online notary being so expansive and available now on the seller side, you can absolutely use remote online notary, which is an e-signing tool um, that we have in the platform. And that just allows you to sign from a notary from your own home. And you never have to worry about going to a home or to an office, sending anything. We wire, you know, uh, net proceeds and it's done. It's all digital. So online remote digital notary so so do you connect like with a camera do you do they yeah. actually see you uh, is that yeah. how that works yeah it is yeah it's a great question we have e-notaries that are certified employees of modus those e-notaries are uh people that are not only notaries but they've also been e-notary certified and they are on just like a zoom zoom call they're showing up on your screen and you are asked to show your uh, your ID um, to show your, your physical address and another proof of identification to the camera on your computer. And then like going into DocuSign, you start the process of doing of, digi- of having that notary walk you through all the documents to sign digitally. It's a fantastic tool. I mean, a, about 40% of our seller signings are using e-signings right now. Yeah. Uh, that's that. That's amazing. I think uh, you know. I did that when I bought my car. Yeah. Which was which was which was fun, right? I just like this whole experience of having to go to the dealership, hang out there for a few hours while they do the paperwork. You come back and forth and whatever. No, it was it was that they literally emailed me the package. Mm-hmm. I logged in. There was a there was a there was somebody there to that I showed my driver's license to to notarize my signature. I went through the documentation just like I was sitting in a closing with somebody, right? Just yeah. like you were sitting in that car dealership somebody's walking me through the documents telling me what i'm signing and i'm literally signing as we go along and by the time i was finished my doorbell rang and my car was here my front door was awesome (laughs) i mean it was like amazing i thought i i I could get used to this 
So, yeah. I mean, it's really, you're talking through that. I mean, I have a Tesla. It, it, your closing process for a house is very similar to the closing process of buying a, te a Tesla, including yeah. the, uh, you know, you download their app, you look at the car, you communicate with the sales, like everything is done through technology, uh, through mm -hmm. a technology, uh, through their platform. And so this back and forth and trying to get people on the phone and all of this, like the communication is so streamlined. It was so simple. Oh, do you need a mortgage, a, a, a mortgage for your car? Well, sometimes <laughs> you think so, but you know, Maybe. do you need financing for your car? Yes. You know, I get an email, check the portal, you log in, here's three offers from three different. I mean, it was really like mind blowing for somebody, especially like me who really doesn't like to go to car dealers, right? It just took all of that stigma around buying a car away and it was such a pleasant experience so it sounds like you're trying to do this for the closing experience which is great so we talked about like cash and um sellers it's in the seller side what about a financing transaction in the digital closing yeah so on the digital closing side for a, a for a, a loan or a lender or excuse me a borrower it's a little more complicated um you know you can effectively still do everything digitally, like I just described on the seller side. You could do your opening packets through your for, for your for your settlement company. You can do those online through Notice. You know, we have the ability to upload all documents, so you don't have to worry about sending anything or having your courier pick up anything. But once you get under signing, that's where it's a little different. Um, when you get when you get you know to signing. A lot of the documents that are ne necessary for lenders require the borrower to still do a physical signing. Now, what we do at Modus is we do what's called a thin closing for the clients that request it. A thin closing takes the documents that don't require a lender, uh, that, don't that aren't being provided by the lender, and allow those documents to be signed through an e-notary. And then what we do is we have an in-person notary or an in-person or the actual closer uh, meet with you for a much shorter signing period to do that actual final lender doc signing. Do they want it to be witnessed or they want it to be wet or they want it to be both? It actually has to do with how lenders are reselling mortgages on the secondary market. Those uh, buyers of those mortgages have yet to approve um, the uh, use of e-notaries. They are wanting uh, the, the actual you know, physical notary to be presenting those documents. It, it has, it, it really is an interesting topic that even the National Association of Realtors have recently got involved in to try to help push it through so buyers can get that flexibility of remote online notary. Uh, but it, to this day, it's still, it's still a limitation. So, so I guess, you know, and, and I still see this, you know, pushback from time to time around this wet signature thing. And that, and sometimes it comes in the silliest places like, okay, a broker registration at a project. Oh, we need a wet signature. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, it, it, which I think is really annoying, right? So you're going to send me a PDF that I have to print. I have to sign. I have a scan and send it back to you. It's much better if you send it to me and just let me sign it with my pencil on my iPad. Um, yeah. It's much clearer. It's the original document. There's no scanning. There's no changes. There's no, there's no nothing, right? So it seems to me it's a much more secure way of doing it. So 
I, I struggle with understanding what the pushback is on, on, on having a digital signature. You know, we, we are constantly working with lenders to get more informed about this topic from the conversations we had with Loan Depot and Quicken back in May and June of, of 2020. Uh, it kept coming back to the need for uh, what investors are willing to accept. Uh, now, this is the this is the the uh, story that we're hearing, right? Um, it, it has to do it, it just has to do with what these investors buying the mortgages on the secondary market are are requiring of these lending institutions. So that's what we know right now. Um, but I'm encouraged that there's a lot of there's a lot of energy on this topic, and there's a lot of energy to make it so buyers get that same convenience that, that a seller would get um, by using a notary. Okay, well, it's exciting. I mean, it does sound like it will happen, right? Do you think that that will happen in the fairly short term future? I absolutely do. I think it's been accelerated because of COVID. We've seen the demand for digital solutions become more prevalent than ever before. So we're encouraged by the involvement of NER. Uh, we're certainly encouraged by some of the conversations that are happening at a high level um, with these lenders and helping them become more uh, flexible on how they allow buyers, borrowers specifically, to, uh, to sign their docs. Okay, super interesting. So now Modus is a part of Compass. How is that going? It's going great. It's going better than we could have expected. Uh, I think there's always concern when you're, you know, joining companies, but there's so many just philosophical, uh, you know, similarities in how we think about our business and who our customer is and how we want to have a, a mission that improves the process of buying and selling a home, right? So there's been a lot of great benefits of, of being now part of the Compass family. Uh, we're on a really aggressive growth plan. We're launching the South Florida market. We're going to be having uh, our, our market hub in Fort Lauderdale launched by February 1st. And we're excited to bring the service to, you know, Palm Beach County and Broward County and Miami-Dade and just bring what we've perfected in Tampa and Seattle down to Miami Metro. And then we're going to be uh, moving quickly to launching Texas and supporting Dallas, Houston, and Austin in Q2. So it, it's going to be an exciting next six months uh, ahead as we're helping drive growth for, uh, for the business. Of course, being in South Florida, I'm super excited about that. And it's great that you were already licensed here. So I know that part of it is when you do your rollout, um, is that you actually hire physical people, right? So this isn't a totally this isn't a totally remote digital business. So talk about what your on the ground crew kind of looks like. For clarity, the only roles that we centralize are our product and our engineering teams. They sit in Seattle with the rest of the Compass product and engineering team. Um, so we're we in every market that we have, we obviously have physical space because we're talking a lot about digital closings. But at the end of the day, like we want to accommodate the needs of the agent and their clients. So if you want to sign in an office, we're going to have a physical office. Uh, and, and power of that physical office is uh, a group of people that are, you know, on the kind of title and escrow side, actually helping do title examination, making sure that the title report is good, 
uh, helping you with the actual transaction and closing out the file, uh, providing attorney support if you have needs for a specific property, right? And then we have uh, the kind of more customer uh, success team, and that is our account executives. So every single Compass agent in South Florida will have a dedicated voted account modus account executive. So if you ever have somebody that you need to get a hold of on a Friday night, or if you have a question on a Sunday morning, or if you want to get a walkthrough of the platform and actually get it your handheld through a tutorial, like that's what our account executives do. They're here to make sure that everything outside of the transaction is what you need it to be. So when you're in the transaction, uh, you've got the best experience possible. And those will all be based in each market. And, and so what other benefits to agents of Compass and their clients do you think that this synergy is going to provide? Yeah, that's a really good question. I know there's a extensive uh, roadmap that both teams are working on. I think where we're going to see some immediate integrations are services like concierge. Um, you know, we've heard that it can be sometimes cumbersome to uh, help that seller resolve a loan that they might have taken out to help prepare their property. And the beauty of the beauty of being integrated is we we can get that transparency right when that property goes on the market. Because we're under the Compass family, once that property goes on the market, we can already be aware that that property is live on the MLS and has a Compass concierge loan. That, that's very cool. And I think we'll smooth the concierge process out. I think just for people that aren't with Compass, just to understand what Compass concierge is, right? it's the ability for a seller to um, borrow money, technically borrow money from uh, Compass to do improvements to their home to make it more marketable. And that loan is just paid, um, repaid out of proceeds. But we've had some disconnects with the closing companies uh, collecting that as part of a loan because we don't lien the property or anything like that. So it's been complicated to collect in, in, in a few cases. So this should be able to eliminate some of that. So that's that's awesome. And I like that there's more. I mean, I, I can think of so many here in Florida, just your ability to hold escrow um, for our for our agents, sales escrow for our agents is powerful because we don't hold escrow as a as a real estate company. So I think that's a nice benefit to our clients um, to begin with just a, a simple one. Um, so what is the, what does the rollout look like after Florida, Texas? I mean, are you going to go national? Is that the plan? Are you going to go state by state? I mean, do you have a, a, a forecast of how you'll be rolling modus out? We do. Yeah. We have a forecast for the next uh, three years and it includes, uh, you know, for 2021, um, Florida, South Florida specifically, as we're already in Tampa and Orlando, um, South Florida, Texas, and California. And beyond that, we're kind of just patiently waiting. We want to make sure that uh, really these first four states are just very well supported, ensuring that everything keeps running smoothly in Washington while we roll out these three additional states. Is you know, it's it's going to be something that's a, a fun project ahead. Uh, and then as we make those three states successful, in addition to Washington, we're going to be continuing the, the growth into more, more markets across the Southeast, the South, and the Southwest. Very cool. Um, so what does the future hold for MODIS? Greater collaboration and integration with Compass. I think 
great, you, you know, you and I have talked about this separately, Beth, but great real estate brokerages have great ancillary partners. Um, not only because it's uh, a more convenient experience for the agents and their clients, but because there's an opportunity for the businesses to just operate at a higher um, revenue line and, and, and be producing uh, a bigger business, right? And we're seeing that integration happening everywhere in the industry. I mean, you've got Realogy for decades that's had in-house title escrow partners. And we've seen even recently companies like Zillow and Opendoor launch in-house ancillary service companies. So this idea of integrating ancillary service real estate, it's going to become the trend. And it's really about improving the customer experience. So the future holds a deeper relationship with Compass, which will make the lives of the clients going through a transaction more seamless, simple, uh, the lives for the agents representing those transactions more simple. And, and that's really what the future holds is making sure that what we're offering to Compass and their agents and their clients is just continuously adding value to the, to the transaction and the buying and selling process. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing that is is a real, and this kind of, I guess, goes back to benefits, but from an from an agent's perspective, right? The it, it's important. You work really hard either to sell that listing or to show the buyer, you know, dozens of properties before they pull the trigger and make that. And so you get to the contract, but really the work has only just begun, and your money rests in the partners that you choose and how you take it from contract to close, having the right mortgage person that you can depend upon. That's going to tell you, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make it happen on time. And you know that you can count on that and having the right closing partner is the same thing. I mean, it's, it's that trust and that confidence in the partners that you work with that adds from an agent's perspective, that ability to feel confidence in the back end of the transaction, that's so important. And again, if it doesn't close, nobody gets paid. So it's really important. And this idea that, oh, well, the closing can go here or can go there. You know, no, thank you. This is my money. And I want to make sure that that all the work that I've done is realized in a successful closing and that these buyers and these sellers that have come together to make this transaction, that they're happy and they close and they close in a positive way. So having that really good affinity partner to be able to say without question, I'm going to turn this over to them. And it's just like they're dealing with me and it's extension of me and of my brand and the way that I deal with my customers is such a powerful feeling for an agent that not only just saves them time, but it's just that peace of mind. You know, it's not even, it's not about the time. It's just that peace of mind to know that I've done my part of the heavy lift. Now I can put it over here on Nick's shoulders and he's going to carry it until we close and it's going to get done and I can count on him. So it's a, it's a very powerful feeling for an agent to have that kind of confidence in the back end of their transaction. So I'm really looking forward to, to, uh, to that happening with Compass Agents and Modus. I guess last question, who do you consider to be your competition in this space? Yeah, it's a great question. You, you, you would think the answer would be every other title company, right? I, or attorney company. I think the answer is just status quo. I think it's that 
dynamic that occurs in all of us where we keep doing something because that's the way we've always done it. And what I, I think that's the biggest competitor to our, us because, you know, nine times out of 10 title and escrow is decided settlement services are decided by the agent. And that agent has that choice to consistently go with the status quo or experience something new. And what I would encourage everybody that, that listens to this podcast or that is working with Compass, I, I would consider everyone, uh, you know, the, a, a, a customer that we want to work with. And if you're struggling with, you know, that dynamic of status quo, uh, just give it a shot, right? Like have a conversation with us. We're, we're, we're people, we're here. We want to ultimately impress and support you and make you successful and trust that there are people thinking about the future of title and settlement services in a way that's fundamentally better than you might've ever expected. And, um, have that, uh, you know, have that confidence that compass has made the right partnership decision and a title and settlement partner and, and give us a shot. Right. I think that's the, the, the biggest competitor that we face is just getting over that status quo bias. And we're thinking about who to work with. I think that's good advice and it's a good place to kind of stop those questions and jump into the lightning round. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm fire away. This podcast is called from the ground up. So we close with a lightning round of questions so that everybody that's listening can know a little bit about you personally and how you grew from the ground up. Where were you born? I was born in a uh, small community called Richland, Washington. It's in Eastern Washington state. And birth order. Do you have brothers, sisters, older, younger? I have one older sister. What's your academic background? I graduated with an undergraduate degree in public relations and an undergraduate degree in, in Spanish and completed my master's, uh, in business administration in 2011. Habla Espanol? Un poquito. <laughs> Necesito in uh, You're going to work in Southwood? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say you're going to work in Miami, you're going to have to you're going to have to learn. So yeah. <laughs> So so it sounds like you've got a good start. It will come to you. It will come back to you in no time. Um, who do you consider your best teacher? Yeah, it was probably the one that had the most impact was uh, a woman by the name of Mrs. Fong in 2000 when I was in 6th grade. Mrs. Fong was uh, just an amazing woman who uh, really did an amazing job getting the most out of our, all of our class. And then she just really pushed us, pushed us to think more broadly about our life and the impact that we wanted to make, you know, beyond just uh, having a life, but living a life with purpose. She was an amazing woman. Okay. You said, already said your college major was public relations. Yep. So what was your first job in life? Like not out of life. college, but like in life. Yeah, it was mowing lawns. I wanted a a bike when I was really young and my parents taught me the value of hard work. So I built a little business of mowing uh, lawns in the neighborhood and raised money for whatever I wanted, really. (laughs) That's good. Who do you consider your best mentor? Yeah, this is a toss up. The person that was probably the, the best mentor for me was a gentleman named Alan Scarce. He actually is an executive for a brokerage called Chase International in Reno, Tahoe. He was at the time the chief operating officer, John Scott, when I was fresh out of college and 
just a really kind of caring but uh, smart businessman that thought about again purpose of your job and your life and and uh, really helped me kind of give me some wings when it was early in my career. What do you? What is your current familial status? Uh, so my family. Yeah. So I have uh, an amazing wife of 11 years. She, uh, previous, she was in real estate herself. So we definitely are a family of, uh, of real estate practitioners and lo- lovers of real estate. Uh, we have four children. We have uh, our oldest is going to be 10 in April. We have a, a seven-year-old, uh, a four-year-old, and then a three-year-old. They you keep, stay they busy. Keep it, they, they keep us very busy. <laughs> yes. I've, I've aged I'm a sure lot. You do that. I've aged a lot in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet. Where, where do you live and what do you like best about your home? Yeah, so we live on about two-thirds of an acre in a suburb of Seattle, Washington. And uh, we love the home because it's right in the middle of where my wife's family is and right in the middle of where my, my family is our parents, that is, we have a nice, great, large lot for our kids to play and explore and get outside and enjoy being kids. And, and the community is just fantastic. Great schools and great people, kind of, you know, great middle-class uh, suburb. So we've, we've enjoyed it. What is your favorite vacation spot? Mm. So this is a toss-up. It's probably a combination of either um, Hawaii which is a popular spot for people on the West Coast, or Palm Springs, which is an amazing, amazing place. Love Palm Springs, California. Yes, both great places. Um, Do you have a morning routine? I do, yeah. I usually get up sometime between 5 to 5.30 and uh, kind of just kind of wake up and read the news for a little bit while I brush my teeth and get ready. And then usually I'm on the computer by 6 or 6.30. And I work till about four, four thirty, and then I actually go for runs. I have to like get out, so I usually kind of get my afternoon time in, uh, or my exercise time in, in the afternoon. But in the morning, it's really all about reading, kind of up leveling on what's going on in the, in the market, what's going on in the industry, and getting ready for the day. Okay, what do you consider your biggest failure and your best success? I think the biggest failure would have to be not seeing, um, you know, not seeing, uh, some projects to fruition, right. The opportunity to join, I don't know if I'd call it a failure. I think it was a great learning opportunity, but the, the, the learning, every failure is a learning opportunity. Right. And the upside of being at a company that's as big and high growth as like a compass or a Zillow or a Google or a Facebook is that there's just opportunity everywhere to make an impact. And the opportunity that always leaves you is that you could have had a bigger impact or you could have uh, continued to contribute in a big way. So I think for me, my biggest learning opportunity was really just understanding where I can have the best and biggest impact for people and uh, just making sure that I'm always involved on that kind of, uh, I'm always keeping that in mind. I think that's good. And your best success? Uh, Besides my family, I'd say it's probably the relationships I've established. So people like Jeff Polishek, I've, I would call a friend. I worked with Jeff at Zillow and, and uh, you know, there's a number of people in this industry that I deeply, deeply care about uh, as, as individuals, not as business partners, but as individuals. 
And I think that's my best success is having people that um, I just, we just have formed great relationships. I think that's worthwhile, right? Just to measure your success by the people you've met along the way yeah. is a great way to, 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 like I said, measure your success. Do you have any aspirational goals? You know, I think it's, it sounds corny, but to leave the world a better place. I think it's something as simple as when, you know, we all move on to the next opportunity or we, when we all decide to hang it up, we felt as though we made an impact that was positive. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. So I, I, I always ask about quarantine, but I feel like now I should stop asking about quarantine because it's so far in the rearview mirror now. <laughs> so, so, so I'll just skip the quarantine question yeah. and just conclude with tell us how people can get in touch with you. Yeah. I mean, my email is nick, N-I-C-K, at modusclosing.com, M-O-D-U-S-C-L-O-S-I-N-G.com, nick at modusclosing.com. My, my cell is 425-495-5057. I answer both. So text, email, call. I'm happy to be available and, and uh, help in any way I can with people that uh, are listeners. And I know you're on LinkedIn. I am. So they can find you on LinkedIn as well. Absolutely. So great. Well, thank you so much, Nick. This has been amazing. I'm so looking forward to working with you going forward. And I'm just excited about this opportunity. I love the technology part of this. I really feel like it will be a great differentiator for our agents. And as you and I have talked about in our developments as well, to be able to offer this kind of streamlined functionality, which everybody is so looking for. And you have been a delightful guest and I appreciate your spending time with us today. Well, thank you, Beth, for, for having me participate and having a forum like this for us to talk more about these exciting topics. So we really appreciate it. You're going to have to come back and check in sometime yes. in, 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 to tell us about where you, how your business has exploded a year from now. I love it. I'd have, be, have, be more than happy to, uh, to provide that. Thanks so much, Nick. Thanks, Beth. Bye-bye. This episode of From the Ground Up was sponsored by Feather the Nest, the crowdfunding source for all of your real estate needs. Why register for silverware when you can start your way to owning or renting your own home? Please sign up for your nest at www.featherthenest.com. A special thanks to my extraordinary producer, Sohail Fazluddin, who has made this podcast possible.